0: All right, welcome to the Mastering Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Matt, and it's been a while. It's actually been two months, to be exact. Uh, in, in two months, I during this series of building self-confidence, uh, my family and I went through some grief, and I had to take a pause on all things. Um, and we... Really reevaluated our lives and kind of our next steps. Um, re- really reevaluated our values and what is most important in our lives. You know, we we see the news every day and we see statistics of people dying from COVID. And when you experience loss yourself in your own personal life, where Uh, whether it be from COVID or from just a freak accident or any type of loss of a loved one, it really throws you for a loop because it feels like everything in your life has just paused, but everything in life continues on. The world just continues spinning and time doesn't stop for you, even though it feels like uh, time is completely uh, has come to a halt in, in your own personal life. So that, that's what happened to me. I We're doing much better now. Uh, I just needed some time to attend to my family. And and so I appreciate um, you all still listening and, and staying committed through this. And I thought to myself, you know, it's really important for me to finish what I've started. And I've I began this six part, Uh, series of building self-confidence and and I was only on episode four where uh, Julia Owen and myself were talking about uh, the essence and finding your essence in our last episode. In this episode, I really want to talk about self-compassion. This is a huge piece on building self-confidence for me. It's not something that I always thought as um, something that would build my resilience and my confidence i always thought self compassion was weak I, I viewed it as something that maybe people who are too forgiving of themselves would go easy on themselves maybe lazy people that's this is what my uh, views and assumptions were on self compassion but you know when i heard the story about jisung park who is a soccer player for he played for the korea world cup and uh, represent the Korean national team. And he got recruited to play for Manchester United. And um, he was a world famous soccer player. And when he lost his confidence, an interview asked him, How did you build it up? How did you get your game back to where it is now? Because he literally had to rebuild himself from scratch. As this world renowned soccer player, he lost all his confidence and his ability to play and he had to build it up from scratch. So I I dive into the elements of how he did this in this episode. And I, and I hope this will inspire you to do the same because it's an easy start. We all can start, uh, exactly the same methodology and steps that Jisung Park used to build himself. So take a peek. And i look forward to finishing and completing this series with you this is episode five of the six part series of building self-confidence of the mastering mindset podcast resilience and how to develop a resilient mind it might be very different from what you imagine as resilient so when i first heard that when i first heard okay who's a resilient person you know what image popped right into my head. It was this really tough person, a guy, woman, whatever it might be, just really tough, thick skin, can move through anything, right? Nothing bothers them. Maybe they're really fit and, and they work out a lot, but like a bulldog. That's what I thought of when I thought of resilience or who a resilient person is. I mean, yes, they might be very resilient, But I got it all wrong when I looked into the research of resilience. Resilient people, for example, in the Navy SEALs. So Navy SEALs officers, it's one of the most hardest, gruesome training that a human being can go through. It's called BUDS training, Basic Underwater Demolition SEALs training. BUDS training is so hard that the toughest of the toughest go to try out to become a Navy SEAL, and you have to go through BUDS, this this exercise, and this hell week. And if you don't make it, you don't become a Navy SEALs. It's not automatic. You have to qualify. 80% of people who go through BUDS training wash out, meaning the people that apply to become a Navy SEALs they don't make it eighty percent of the time. It's that hard. Now, when you look at a Navy SEAL, again, the image that pops up in my mind used to be this really tough, big, broad person who like really uh, took you know charge, meathead, you know all this type of things. That's my stereotype of Navy SEALs officers. But then I saw the actual Navy SEALs individuals who make it and the people or or what they look like is completely different than what I thought. They're scrawny. They're small. They're short. They're, you know, they're resilient here, not necessarily having to be resilient here, if that makes sense, right? They're resilient in the mind. They don't necessarily have to feel or be resilient in the body. So there are tricks that we can do and teach our mind to become more resilient. And there's research that came from UT Austin. So uh, University of Austin by the professor uh, named Kristen Neff. And she talked about high performance, resilience. What is the makeup, what is the characteristics that helped these individuals become more resilient. And what she found was self-compassion. I know, right? Self-compassion. Like, I didn't even know what that word meant. I thought it meant being easy on yourself or, or something for the weak. Self-compassion? I don't, I don't know about that. Now, let me tell you a story. Have you heard of the name uh, Jisung Park? You might have because Jisung Park is a Korean football player or soccer player. He's world renowned. Uh, He took the uh, Korea team to all the way through uh, the World Cup. And I mean, uh, Jisung Park, he's a superstar in the field of soccer around the world. This incredible player, um, who's a legend in Korea, was recruited to play in Europe right and he played for Manchester United he played in Europe and he was scouted and it was such a big deal because such a big contract a, a a big move and a big representation of his country when he went to Europe he played and he suddenly struggled like he really really had a hard time he he hit a performance slump right he lost his confidence and all of a sudden um he would go and play in games, and the entire audience was cheering for the team, right? They're playing on their home ground, and, and everybody was cheering for their team to win. And here comes uh, Jisung Park coming into the auditorium, the stadium, and, and his own team started booing him. Boo, boo, get out of here, boo. How do you think that felt? I mean, it was, it was a terrible experience. Not only are you dealing with your own stuff and suffering through your own performance slump, not feeling good about your game, but everybody's reminding you. Everyone's booing you. I mean, it was tough for him. He lost all his confidence. He was in a performance slump, and he was about to quit. But suddenly, he turned it around. And so there was a reporter who was interviewing him in this kind of intimate interview, and they were asking him, how did you turn it around? What did you do differently to turn things around? And he said that I had to build myself back up from scratch. So during practice, he would look at his teammate who was only about 10, 15 feet away from him, and he would kick the ball. He would just pass it to his teammate, something an elementary school student could do. I mean, my daughter's six years old, she could do that, right? Now we're talking about a, a hero, a legend in soccer. And he would kick the ball to his teammate who's just about 10 feet away, and he would start saying to himself, good job, Jisong, good job, nice pass, way to go. Good, good work, wow, that was a nice kick. He would start talking to himself, compassionately like he would talk to a best friend i may imagine that a simple activity a simple exercise he would pass to his best friend or his teammate and he would compliment himself good job way to go you got it see you can pass the ball look at that that was that was great what jisung park was doing in that moment was something called self-compassion okay Self-compassion has many different components to it, but I'm just going to really give you a high-level overview of self-compassion and why it works. Number one, the way that self-compassion is defined is self-kindness versus self-judgment. So think about the differences, self-kindness versus self-judgment. Let me give you a perfect example. So... I want you to imagine real quick with me. Let's say uh, your best friend made a really big mistake. Let's say your best friend was playing and um, tripled the last hole on the 18th hole and lost by one. And they made a really big mistake. And you see them coming off the green and they're crying. They go into um, into the locker room. They're by themselves and they're crying. Imagine... If you saw this person, how you would talk to this person, what choice of words would you use? What would your tone be? How would you, um, how would you start the conversation with this individual who is crying, who is obviously in a lot of pain? Think about that for a second, okay? Now, I want you to imagine yourself, okay? If you made that same mistake, and you came out off the green, started crying, imagine how you would talk to yourself. That conversation might be completely different, right? Now, why is that? Why do we talk to ourselves so critically? Why do we judge ourselves so much? Self-kindness versus self-judgment. We got to learn to be kind to ourselves. Talking to ourselves like we would talk to our best friend. That is a start. Just like... Ji Sung Park, when he passed the ball, instead of saying, ah, anyone could do that. I mean, you're, you're, you're a, uh, a soccer hero. I mean, you could do that blindfolded and backwards with the opposite foot. You should be able to do that. Instead of talking to himself this way, he said to himself, good job, nice pass. See, you got this. He was building himself back up from scratch, from a very basic exercise so this in psychology is what we call pursuing progress not perfection does that make sense pursuing progress and that's what we need to do when we talk to ourselves kindly rather than judging ourselves for the mistakes number 2 okay and if you're writing this down great if not hey you're going to have a replay and I'm going to send it right back to you so um The second is common humanity versus isolation. Now, what does that mean? Common humanity is this understanding that being human means that we're imperfect, that we are going to make mistakes, and it's okay. You and I are bound to make mistakes in golf, in life, in our studies, in education, we're not going to ace it every single time and that's okay common humanity is understanding that as a human i'm i'm made to make mistakes what does it mean to be human it means that we're um not perfect right we're imperfect so common humanity is understanding that you and i are imperfect and we're that's okay that's common right Isolation is that when we make mistakes, we feel like we're the only one that shame on us and we should hide. We want to cover up under our covers. We want to close our door, stay in the dark, not reach out to anybody, not talk to anyone because we feel so shameful. Isolation, the opposite of that is common humanity, understanding that it's okay. The last one is mindfulness versus over-identification. This is my favorite. Now, listen closely. Over-identification is something we all do, right? Let me give an example. And this is a a real example. So I do a lot of public presentation. I get invited to do a lot of talks. And uh, there was this one talk that I was preparing for that was in front of thousands of of, um, people, right? Uh, Both live and Uh, it was uh, virtual as well. So it was being streamed. I had this opening joke that I wanted to share and I was really uh, excited for it because it was funny. And I rehearsed and I rehearsed with other people and I nailed it every single time in my rehearsals. And then I go up to the big stage and as soon as I started to get into my joke, I missed the timing of it and I blotched or I messed up my punchline and I rolled right over it and it wasn't funny at all, the entire audience was completely silent. And the whole time I was in my head saying, oh my God, I just messed that up. Oh my goodness. This is terrible. This is going to tank. And the whole time I started talking to myself so negatively and I over identified with that mistake. After I finished that presentation, uh, I told myself, man, that was terrible. Not only did you mess up the opening line, now you messed up the entire presentation. And not only that, you're a terrible consultant or you're a terrible pre- presenter. And then I started thinking, I'm a terrible son. I'm, I'm a terrible father. Oh my gosh, I can't even do anything right. I start to, it starts to snowball, right? It starts to get bigger and bigger. You over-identify with it. Self-compassion begins not only with being kind to yourself, understanding that you're human with common human experiences, but it also requires us to be mindful that a mistake is a mistake. We are not a mistake. The mistake is a mistake, and we localize the problem right here, right now. If I'm on the tee box, and I'm I'm feeling good about it, I hit a shot, and I pull it, and it goes OB, all of a sudden, this shame, right? We over-identify with it. Oh my gosh, I suck at golf. What am I doing? I'm embarrassing myself. Well, who's watching me? Oh, They think that I'm terrible. I'm taking too much time. What do I we start to over identify with the mistake rather than localizing it right here. Right? I pulled my drive and it went OB. Yes. Maybe I was a little too fast. Okay. Let's try it again. We, we isolate the problem. A mistake is a mistake. We are not the mistake. There's a separation there, right? That is mindfulness. We're mindful of our thoughts. We're mindful of our, our, uh, feelings and we're just isolating it to this one moment. We're not broadcasting it uh, to every aspect of our life. That is the three components of self-compassion, self-kindness, common humanity, mindfulness, right? Now, how do we practice this? How do we practice self-compassion? How do we start developing more of a resilient mind and building ourselves up just like G-Sun Park, the world-renowned soccer player, did for his own game when he was suffering a slump? I have a formula called MVP, and it stands for Mindfulness, Validation, Positivity. MVP. And it goes something like this. It's self-compassion, reversed on its head. So when we make a mistake, the first thing we do is we're mindful of it, right? We isolate it. We made a mistake and it's okay. Because the next step is we validate ourselves. We say, you know what? Even Tiger Woods pulls it or hits it right and hits it OB. Even the best players can shrink it. It's a common experience and it's okay. I'm gonna be okay. I'm not a mistake. I am beautifully, wonderfully made. I'm working on this, I'm pursuing progress. You know what, you got this, right? You validate yourself. And then you shower yourself with positivity. And we come up with different phrases that build up your confidence, regardless of how you're feeling in that moment. Really key phrases that a lot of my players use, you can make your own but there's some common um, package of words that really impact the mind to start feeling more okay in that situation. So mindfulness, you localize the problem. Mistake is a mistake. You're not a mistake. We validate ourselves as a common human experience saying, you know, even the best make mistakes. Hits it, gets a triple, quadruple bogey, misses a short, easy putt for birdie or for par, It's okay. You're going to be okay. Positivity. And then we shower ourselves with self-talk phrases that is going to really build ourselves up. Mindfulness, validate, positivity, MVP. So if you practice anything today, if you get anything, um, really understand that to start developing a resilient mind, you need to begin being a little bit more gentler and kinder to yourself. This will build you back up from scratch. Rather than focusing on all the things that you don't have, all your faults, all the things that you're not good at, start to search for and look for and highlight the things you're doing well right now. Start to highlight the things that, you're, uh, that is going well for you, the things that you appreciate. Adapting and adopting an attitude of gratitude right building yourself up being thankful being grateful that's going to really help develop a resilient mind thank you for tuning in to the mastery mindset podcast i hope you gain some insight and some value from this episode as we complete the series of building self-confidence if you haven't already please leave a comment or leave some feedback for me as i would greatly appreciate to hear from you hear your voices and if you haven't already, please do subscribe so you get pinged and, and notified when the next episode does come. So I look forward to finishing and completing the series of building self-confidence. Thanks for tuning in.